Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Ah, yes. It's always cool to put this headset on, especially to do this. You know me. I'll always put the headset on. 90% of the time, though, it's to broadcast a game. Today, however, we get to talk with you. That's right. 1-800-636-1067. Pito Sports with you on a rare Sunday afternoon. We get a chance to wrap up all of this combine, schmombine, underwear Olympics. What did we learn did anybody really gain any ground here today, you know, over the last couple of days? People will try and tell you they did, but ultimately, you know, this comes down to, you know, as we as we recap everything from, you know, the combine, this comes down to game tape first. Great. Joe Milton in a Under Armour cutoff shirt and shorts through the ball 900 yards to a guy at the other end of the field. The problem is when Joe Milton gets in a real football game, he can't do that. Ball goes to the other team. The other team usually wins by a lot, and that's a problem. So it's great that Joe Milton could do you know, what he did out there. Unfortunately, when Joe gets in a football game, Joe throws the ball to the other team. Speaking of Joes, you know it. You love it. You always respond to it. Uh, get great feedback. Joe Miller is going to join me at 5, and we'll probably keep him for two segments uh, to talk about you know, the combine, the draft, and – you know, again, just, you know, all the great stuff that we learned over the weekend. Hey, we learned that Luke McCaffrey, who was once a quarterback, but is now wide receivers faster than his brother by a tenth of a second. Woohoo! Great. How many spots up the draft board will that help Luke McCaffrey? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see when all is said and done. You know, we'll find out about Lad McConkey, a guy that's been often hurt at the University of Georgia. But a guy that, based on, you know, what we saw here over the last few days, um, is a guy now that probably, you know, vaults up the draft board and what has become an unbelievably, and I do mean unbelievably deep, wide receiver draft board right now. Fantastically deep. And when you look at needs for certainly the Washington football team and a lot of other teams around the league and where we're going with the league – you know, when I when I used to work every day on the Team 980, Linnell Willingham and I used to exchange a lot of great conversation. One of the things that I used to uh, say a lot and is proving to be true is 7-on-7 seven seven football now at the uh, high school level has changed the game dramatically in terms of pro and college football. Because we have wide receivers now that are putting in far more work than they ever did at the the, the position, unless you were the son of a Jerry Rice, the son of a, you know, Marvin Harrison, someone like that, uh, who had it naturally and had that, that work ethic built into you, you know, it, it's it's pretty obvious now that the, where the skill has gone with these wide receivers, cornerbacks, because those guys are playing out there now in these seven-on-seven games as well, they are getting better because they are getting more one-on-one work doesn't necessarily mean they're getting coached well 
by some of those people out there. Always beware, just like my guys, Dennis Marshall, Wayne Pratt, tell you out there, you know, on the grassroots circuit, just because, you know, a team advertises that they're a seven-on-seven team or they're an AAU team, they're not always going to be the group that trains you the right way for where you need to go. And but So be careful with that. But 7-on-7 seven seven has presented such a great opportunity now to skill guys that we're marveling at a guy that ran 4-2-1 yesterday. It wasn't even the best wide receiver on his team. He was number two. Yeah, A.D. Mitchell was the number one guy on that team. So do we go goo-goo over a guy that runs 4-2-1? Do we get excited that some dude threw 70 yards in the air to another guy? Do you do you if you have extra picks like Washington does, do you take a second flyer on a guy like that, put him away, let him just kind of work on the practice squad? If you can get him to the practice squad because somebody else might claim him at that point, there's the risk you run when you try to get guys through to the practice squad. Do you take that chance that that guy with the right coaching, now he's been multiple places, he's been to offenses that have had good results. Josh Heupel gets great results out of quarterbacks, and it really didn't work for him at the University of Tennessee. There he started at Michigan. So everybody thought the guy had ability, and when you see him do that, yeah, he's got ability. So so do you let the do you let the combine all of a sudden change your mind about all the game tape that you've watched if you're a uh, GM, a scouting department, and Do you let that all of a sudden affect the way you look at your draft board? Do you artificially move guys up that probably don't deserve it ahead of guys that you really already have a great conviction about? And and believe me, most of these groups already have great conviction in terms of what they think about the people they're interested in, the positions that they're targeting. And this combine just kind of... You know, it gives you a chance to sit down with them and talk to them a little bit. And they'll do it again at players' respective pro days. Don't get all bent out of shape because, you know, Caleb Williams uh, doesn't throw here, doesn't, you know, produce medicals here. Look, these teams are going to have the medical information before April the 25th. Okay? They're going to have this information before April the 25th. So just because the young man comes to the podium and doesn't say it the way you want him to say it, or, you know, stick to the company line, you know, like some other guys will do. doesn't mean that the guy can't be a great football player one day in the National Football League. Now, ultimately, if you're Washington, the team at number two, that the people in this market want to talk about an awful lot, look, you got one team that sits in front of you that controls everything here, that controls the whole ball of wax. They either take somebody in front of you, they trade their pick to somebody else who takes a player in front of you, or you, if you are, and the only reason you do this is because you believe the player that you would take at number one is so much better, off the charts good, because with what you have in front of you, the menu is great, okay? My son and I went to this place up in Timonium. Best crab cake I've ever had in my life. Now, if they were out of crab cakes, there's plenty of other stuff on the menu I'd, I'd be able to eat. Okay? Here, if somebody jumps up to number one, takes a guy 
you know, takes Caleb Williams. Now, there's no guarantee that everybody's gung-ho for Caleb. There's no guarantee everybody's gung-ho for Drake May. And there's certainly no reason somebody would be, all 32 teams be gung-ho for Jaden Daniels. Ultimately, last time I talked to you on the air, I asked you the question. And I asked Joe Miller the question. I'll ask him again at five. Now, after we've seen all this, you know, can you win games with those guys? Now that the medicals are in on Michael Penix, those of us that have watched him since he was at Indiana, all the young man has done when healthy is make plays. Does he move up on your charts a little bit? Does he move ahead of a Bo Nix? That's, you know, I think Bo Nix and, I mean, look, the J.J. McCarthy stuff is, I mean, look, I saw somebody today, and I, I think it is a great comp as of right now, Alex Smith. But remember, Jim Harbaugh's offense at Michigan had a sense of conservative to it. Is it because they didn't want to take risks? Or is it because they didn't have to? They were very rarely in a position where they had to take risks. But when the young man had to throw the ball, when he had to make plays in the semifinals and the national championship situation, he did that. Now, is that enough for somebody like a New England or someone else to come from behind you and trade up? Because if you, if you pick these guys out, the guys that fit, Williams, I believe, can fit in anything. I believe May can. And remember, when May had his best year two years ago, it was with Phil Longo, who went to Wisconsin this past season. So he left, and May's overall production, in theory, went down with the you know, Tez Walker soap opera that they were dealing with. You know, you lose a guy like Josh Downs, obviously did it, some good things in the NFL you know, this year. And, you know, things changed, just like they did for Sam Howe. Sam Howe had the one year where he looked like he was going to be a first-round pick. And then the measurables come in, and obviously that next year of wear and tear and some of the things that didn't go his way, all of a sudden Sam Howe's a fifth-round guy. Well, Drake May physically is different than Sam Howe. We've seen the picture of the two together. Um, I still believe Sam Howe's got a career in the National Football League. Eventually what it is, where it is, the, the system it is, um, it remains to play out. But if you look at, of course, Phil Longo, Cliff Kingsbury-type disciple here, you know, so Drake Mays run Cliff's-type stuff, and, and, at, and, and he ran it incredibly well. So if somebody wants to jump up over you to take Caleb Williams, you're fine with that if you're Washington. But what if they're jumping up over top of you to take Drake May? And that's the guy that you have at number one. This is where, you know, Adam Peters, this front office now, and clearly Josh Harris sitting in and listening, okay? Let's, let's, let's be clear. Josh Harris was listening here. He's not directing Adam Peters and company who to take. He's not doing what the previous ownership did. But just like he's done with his Sixers, just like he's done likely with the Devils, he sits in and, and collects information because you want to be a judge of character at least, and you want to be able to say when your guy says to you, hey, you know, Josh, we're going to take player X. You want to believe that that player's character and everything about him is something that Josh and his business people can now, and Jason Wright can take to the streets, market to you, the customers, market to sponsors and people of that nature, and, and try to rebuild the business of this football team. Because there's two things at stake here. Yeah, there, there's two things at stake. Yeah, they've they, they got to rebuild the football team so they can win more games. But they've also got to rebuild business. 
Okay, this team is is in the worst possible business situation of just about anybody in the National Football League, and they've got to rebuild business. They've got to be rebuild it in a market that has no trust, and you're new folks on the block, so they have no reason to trust you yet. Okay, by keeping it would appear Jason Wright, and certainly would appear Martin Mayhew. There are some people that have trust issues with what they're doing with the football team. And only time will tell. Adam Peters keeping Mayhew as part of the front office. They've worked together before. Adam knows him. He knows whether the guy knows what he's doing. Ultimately, everybody was towing the company line so well, so quietly, so conservatively with Ron Rivera that as, as Ron spoke, that was the company line. We don't know publicly if Mayhew and Marty Herney and those guys you know, vehemently disagreed with Ron at any point because they towed the company line publicly. We're never, we're never, we don't get the access anymore that we used to have. You know, people at the Post used to have access to all the right people and, and, and would get all those little tidbits of information. COVID ruined it for all of us. We know we don't get anywhere near close enough to the players anymore. Yeah, Grant gets a phone number every now and then. I mean, they text Kirk Cousins all the time, and it's great to have that. But we don't get the same access that we had with the players that we used to have. And so so all of that conversation that we used to get a little, those real nuggets that could help you figure out uh, the way they were thinking, uh, we don't necessarily get that anymore. And, and kudos to those guys for keeping it quiet because that's what you want. We don't need the rest of the National Football League knowing what you're doing from a draft standpoint. Eric DaCosta in Baltimore – Guy's unbelievable at keeping this stuff under wraps. Unbelievable. It can be done. All you have to do is keep your mouth shut. Don't text people. You know? And we'll show up on draft night. We'll interview you after the first round, and we'll say, hey, what did you think? What led you to this pick? You'll give us the answers, and everybody will be off and running from a marketing standpoint. But think about this. This team, not, a, not, not very long ago, had the exact same menu right in front of them. They had the number two pick, and unfortunately, that pick didn't turn out great from a business standpoint, nor a football standpoint. But maybe he does well in his new location. You're back picking in the number two spot. What does it mean? 1-800-636-1067. Did the combine change your mind about anything? I'll talk about a couple of guys that I thought you know, certainly helped themselves here in the combine. Joe Miller breaks it down with us from a draft perspective coming up at 5 o'clock. We'll keep him for two segments. Always very popular when he and I break down the draft. I get the feedback from you, uh, so we'll do that with you uh, coming up. We're here until 7 o'clock. Charlie and Dave uh, with uh, their Nat show coming up from Florida at 7 o'clock. Game got rained out today, so they've had plenty of time this afternoon to kind of sit around and commiserate. Uh, Cole Henry amongst their guests coming up tonight at 7 o'clock, all right here in your station for Nationals Baseball, 106.7 The Fan. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Shout out to my guys, Ross Rudder, 
Ben Conti, the Midnight Rider, Taj Wilson. Appreciate all you guys here on a Sunday afternoon. We're rolling with you till 7 o'clock. Going to break down combine draft and an interesting concept that I thought about today after watching Manchester City and Manchester United earlier today. And it is a it's something that perhaps in America we are headed toward that we're way behind based on what our European counterparts uh, do. And Joe, obviously very up on that. We will talk about that coming up at uh, 5 o'clock here this afternoon. So, And we're going to keep him for two segments if he can because, I, again, I get great feedback when we talk draft with him, uh, with you. You love the segment, so we're going to try and keep him for two segments. 6 o'clock hour leading into Charlie and Dave. We're going to talk about James Wood mania and – you know, Ken, is there a way, is there a way for James Wood maybe to play his way onto the roster? Because, look, let's face it right now. This this team with the Nationals needs needs a reason for you to be excited about coming out, buying tickets, being at the ballpark, and obviously looking at a talent that could turn this team around. Same thing like a 19-year-old Juan Soto did. You know, is James Wood potentially that guy uh, for this franchise. Charlie and Dave, break it all down, coming up 7 o'clock tonight right here on 106.7 The Fan. Very sad news from the National Football League. For years, we've turned our TVs on on Sunday mornings and on NFL Countdown on ESPN. Chris Mortensen has been that trusted voice. Was he always 100% right? Nobody ever is. Was he 99.9% right? You bet. And, you know, Mort, over the last couple of years, it was clear that he was battling through some health issues. and But like all of us, man, we love what we do. You know, we love what we do. And we come to work no matter what. And Mort persevered through illness so he could be on our TV sets on Sunday morning, to be on our TV sets during the NFL draft, and bring you the latest information as an NFL fan, and become a trusted voice. You know, Mort in many ways was Schefter before Schefter. And it, it's sad to report that uh, ESPN has announced that Chris Mortensen passed away earlier today at the age of 72. And Mort is a guy that if you ever talked to him, um, you ever had him on the radio as a guest on your show, Chris, Chris was never a guy that big-timed you. Um, he would talk to you as if you were one of his ESPN colleagues. And that's the one thing you appreciate about, you know, people like Chris Mortensen. If he saw you at the stadium, you know, he didn't big time. He's like, hey, I got to get somewhere. He, he'd spend a few minutes with you if he had it um, and, and share a great conversation and help you be a better reporter about the National Football League. Sad to see Chris Mortensen passing away at the age of 70. To 1-800-636-1067. That's how you get to us here on a Sunday afternoon. We're going to talk about the combine, the draft, and an, an, an idea, especially with where college sports is going. Could we do this in America the way they've done it in Europe? Most notably, I'll give you a great example from the Premier League today, where a guy that at the age of 23 now impacted the Derby today in a big way. His team wasn't playing all that great, to be honest, but he took care of business at winning time for his team today. When did he start with that team? It might shock you. 
We'll tell you what we're talking about. We're coming to you from the front porch today. All this beautiful Offenbacher's furniture that we have on our front porch from our friends at Offenbacher's. And, of course, a 60-degree day outside with you talking about the world of sports until 7 o'clock. Draft Talk coming up with Joe Miller right here on 106.7 The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 